the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with a powerhouse from the city, SFC, in the house. We have Donna Hilliard, who is the executive director at Code Tenderloin, a workforce development program focused on obtaining career opportunities for the marginalized and vulnerable populations of the Bay Area and creating work and education opportunities for people with untraditional backgrounds. And a few things about her organization, they really do a wonderful job of helping individuals who are struggling with homelessness and returning from incarceration to remove barriers to employment and careers. She's also the executive director of Tenderloin Walking Tours which takes you on a journey of discovery, revealing the true nature of the much aligned, avoided, much often avoided and almost always overlooked neighborhood. Very sad. The 31 blocks of the Tenderloin District are the beating heart of the city, peopled by immigrants and iconoclasts and um, artists and activists and sinners and saints. That's right. Hilliard is also the CEO of Coppolo, which is a travel sidekick that helps explorers make every trip an adventure and really allows you to easily find the important and and great experiences that where you would have the most fun on a vacation or wherever you are bringing the best of whatever is happening into any location and uh, using a fresh interactive map. Um, so lots of fun, fun stuff here. A few other things to note, just re-entry employment network. Um, she's leading that. And she's also on several boards, the Association of Criminal Justice Research, Mid-Market Business Association, Girls Gain Confidence, Fathers to Founders. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, uh, you are doing a lot, Donna. And I'm so grateful that you've made time to be with us here today. Of course. And and thank you so much, Vanessa, for having me. You know, your mission and what you do is so near and dear to my heart. So hopefully we'll get into that part of conversation as well. 
Yes, yes. Well, I want to start off, you know, so you are doing all of this amazing work. Um, and um, I always like to start off by asking, what is your why? Like, why are you serving in this way? What, what, what motivates you to do what you do? Yeah, thank you. So first of all, let me just tell you in a million years, what I've never thought I was going to do this work. I avoided it for very many years. Mm -hmm. I've always said I wanted to work in a corporate environment, climb the corporate ladder. I did do some of that previously. um, But little did I know when I was trying to learn to code that I was going to find my passion. Mm -hmm. And my passion was working with folks who have untraditional backgrounds um, and helping them break into tech industries and and actually have a real career path. Um, But, you know, a little bit about my story and my why is I was on the streets when I was 13 years old. Mm. You know, I was prostituting, selling drugs, um, you know, gang banging in and out of incarceration, just to say the least. Um, and I was able to, you know, I was given a second chance. My sister was here in San Francisco. She was diagnosed with AIDS. I came out here. I went to rehab, changed my life. Mm. Um, and, you know, I that is my why, because I did it and other people can do it. And um I love inspiring folks. So, yes, yes. I remember when you first told me your story and and when I, you know, see the beautiful work that you're doing, you know, you certainly have inspired me having been raised in the city and, you know, experiencing witnessing a lot of what you just talked about myself. Um, I I feel so grateful um, when there is someone who is still in their right mind and yet has gone through those challenges um, to be able to bring forward that lived experience, that cultural relevance in the work that you're doing. So, um, so yes, thank you. Thank you. So, so, you know, one of the things that I'd love to kind of touch on here is, you know, thinking about your why I find that that's often the narrative or the case for people that are, you know, fearless, fierce leaders in in areas and and kind of breaking ground so to speak in kind of opening up tech to these non-traditional individual you know populations right and how have you how have you found it as a person who survived so much to be the tip of the sphere so to speak in breaking into these new arenas well, I'll tell you, it is not easy. And for a lot of my career in tech, I hid my past. I couldn't talk about, you know, the different things I did in my past. It was just like that was not accepted. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you either talked about what college you went to, what fraternity you were in. Um, those were the conversations who, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. But as I, you know, as I matured and as I got more comfortable in my role, You know, I started saying things like, you know, when they would go around the room and say, what school are you from? You know, I would say I'm from School of Hard Knocks. Right. And make a joke out of it. But, um, you know, I think our work, I tell folks all the time, like, you know, our work isn't getting folks in the door. Our work is keeping folks there. Yeah. So as we place, you know, we place folks who are homeless into the tech environment. It's our job to make sure they have a support system where they can talk about you know, imposter syndrome, uh, you know, discrimination. I mean, all these real things that happen, you know, how to deal with conflict in a non-confrontational way. Um, it's our responsibility to make sure they have that support system. And also, 
I will tell you, I'm very big on vetting companies. Mm. So instead of us saying, hey, we we want this job. We deserve to be in your space. It's more like changing that narrative to what do you have to offer? What do you have set up for us to be in this space? Um, And a lot of that work came because we were just like placing people in places and they were just unhappy. Mm -hmm. We didn't have, you know, there was no um, ERG groups, you know, people of color, women, you know, all of this that um, weren't existing. So now a lot of the work is making sure, do you have those things in place? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no. And and I think you and I have shared a bit about our racial equity, diversity and inclusion program, which we developed out of the same thing that you just described, where we would have a lot of well-meaning CEOs that would say, yeah, I want to hire some diverse folks. Come on, bring them on. And, you know, we'll hire them. But what we realize and it's it's unintentional, but it's still hurtful is that in that middle management or that where the, you know, where the work is actually being done, those leaders weren't prepared to receive someone who was different. Right. And so we had to develop a curriculum uh, to do that. And um, it's interesting, actually, just just kind of thinking a little bit more about that. Um, when we go to a, our next segment, I want to talk a little bit about this, um, you know, we're all seeing it where there's this great attrition, right? Um, and and I've just read an article saying sh- we could cause the great attrition to turn into the great attraction if we had the right elements in a business, right? And so, you know, I'd love to come back and talk about what what are the right elements, not just and I, and and I think. One thing people go, well, why would I why would I care about catering my business to somebody who's been homeless? Like that's not my target population or my target employer employer. Ah, but when we <laughs> come back, we're going to talk about why there is a great attrition in the first place. And I promise you it has something to do with not being empathetic towards someone who may have experienced or is experiencing homelessness. Woo! Woo. Ding, 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 ding. Come on. (laughs) We're on in some here. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. I want to hear some more from Donna about what she's doing day to day. And then we're going to talk about this. The great attrition can become the great attraction. And by the way, I just want to give the person who wrote that article because I don't want to steal their thunder. I want to give them a shout out. Uh, That is Aaron D. Smet and uh, Bonnie Dowling, Marino uh, Baldocci and Bill Shanninger. And it was shared with me by Hal uh, Brody. So thank you guys for doing that. And we will kind of tie that into what we're talking about today. Um, Again, thanks for being on Love Never Fails Radio. We'll be right back with Donna Hilliard. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. 
Are you struggling to find peace in your life? Feeling anxious? Or going through a difficult life storm? Scott Dixon, a Christian humanitarian filmmaker and host of the Dove Teachings web series, wants you to know that you are not alone. Go to doveteachings.org to see great Dove teaching lessons, pastor insights, and aspiring testimonies. You can watch the current show and more at doveteachings.org. That's D-O-V-E teachings.org, where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Donna Hilliard, who's the executive director of Code Tenderloin. In case you're not aware of what that is, it's a workforce development program focused on obtaining career opportunities for the marginalized and vulnerable populations of the Bay Area and creating work and educational opportunities for people with untraditional backgrounds. She's also the executive director of Tenderloin Walking Tours, and she is on many boards uh, including the Association of Criminal Justice Research, Mid-Market Business Association, Girls Gain Confidence, and Fathers to Founders. And we want to um, hone in, so just a little bit, I'd like for the listening audience, as we think about this, you know, this whole notion of, you know, bringing people from non-traditional backgrounds into businesses, how do you prepare those individuals? How are they getting ready there at Code Tenderloin? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the biggest thing is we're trying to break down those barriers that are stopping them from success. And so it starts with, you know, making sure they're being heard, making sure they have the basic things like driver's license. Um, We're working on their credit score. They're building a resume. They're learning how to do interviews. Um, and, And then I will tell you the biggest thing is helping them be able to tell their story. Right. So we work on 30 second elevator pitches, but what a twist. Right. When you come from this untraditional background or you just came from living in a tent, you got to be able to tell that story. What did you do the last 10 years? Right. Yeah. Um, So really working on that and really like really what I do all day long is inspire and put hope in in, and tell folks like there you are going to make it. You are going to make it out of this. There is something bigger and better for you. Um, and really what my case manager is so amazing, they sit down and they work out these plans. And I'm talking not like just a traditional plan, but step by step and, you know, making sure they have the support system that's all lined up for that. You know, yes. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of training that goes on. So when folks come into a code tenloin program, they're fully committed. You know, they come in the door at eight o'clock. Some of them don't leave until nine thirty. And those are different classes and training. So, I mean, you know, we're breaking bread together. We're having those conversations of let's call your family member you haven't talked to in a couple of days. Right. Let's get that support system back in intact. Or or maybe that's let's get some counseling groups together. Right. With those family members and different things. So it's really exciting work. And it's amazing. Vanessa, amazing, as you know. Right. As you do this work to yeah. see that transformation yeah. from when someone comes in and you know, the one thing about Cotillon, we don't wait for people to come in our door. We are on the streets. So we're up, we're talking to folks, you know, and sometimes, you know, I have a lady who just walked through our doors. We've been working with her for a year. Mm. We've been going to her tent encampment for a year, right? Mm. It took a year for her to say, you know what? I'll try y'all out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, and, and you know what's interesting about that, just as a side note is, um, a lot of the time, the funding that we get is very like, 
Like how many people did you get jobs? Yep. And it, it, it's, it's so results oriented and it's like, let, let me help you with this. This person has been molested. However, many times they've been, then they started taking drugs to, to deal with the trauma of being molested, which caused medical issues. And now they got diabetes and now they got sleep apnea and they they're overweight and they're, uh, you know, they have high blood pressure and and then they they have PTSD and they have night flashes and they can't sleep. And they and then you, you're dealing with all that and then they're hungry and then they may have gotten an apartment, but they don't even know, like they don't know how to, how to manage their money. And there's layer upon layer upon layer. I haven't even gotten to the educational part yet. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so when people like, did you get them a job? It's like, I need you to understand. And I, and I love Frederick Douglass's um, a quote. Um, what is it? Easier to build uh, strong. What is it? L- let me, let me look here before I misquoted here. It's easier to build strong children than it is to repair broken mm. men. Mm. Frederick that Douglass. Is powerful. That is powerful. Yeah. I see it every day. It's so yeah. true, right? Oh, right. And, and, and you're doing that. You're rebuilding broken men and women. And that doesn't translate overnight into them being ready for a job. You had to be safe for that woman for a year for her to come in and say, I'm ready. How often does that happen, Donna? Very often. You know, people think it's just it's, oh, you're going to get someone in. They're going to go through your job readiness program. It's like, no, no, no. We got to build trust. We got to, you know, we got to they've been to maybe three other providers and were let down. Right. So we got to prove we're really doing it. And, you know, most of the folks that join our programs are told from other folks. So it's word of mouth bigger than anything. Right. Like, oh, my cousin went through and she's working and she's doing great. And I've seen her. She has her own car now. You know, so it's those things that really make a difference. So people really can see where they can go. Exactly. The word of mouth. And then also, you know, we've had some folks and I'm sure you have as well, where they may explore tech and go, it's not for me. Yes. And 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 let me ask, is that OK? Is that all right? Like That is absolutely OK. Right. <laughs> it's not for everyone. Right. Do Shouldn't everybody get the chance to try something out and see? Uh, no, I don't really like it, you know, but does that mean you fail just because they didn't go? No, it means you expose them. It means you guys are now, you know, I have one young man. He was in our home and um, and he said, um, I'm not you know, I'm not interested in tech. And I said, OK, no problem. I said, what are you interested in? And I he said, I want to go into, um, you know, something more hands on and and more connected to the environment. And I said, what about a farming program? He's like, yeah. So I connected him to Berkeley Youth Alternatives and he's going over there with Kevin over there. And and it's it's a beautiful thing. But we had to, you know, establish that rapport for a minute before we could even tell me what he likes to do. Right. So. So I know you're out there doing so. How do you build trust, Donna, with people? How do you do that? Yeah, I think for us, you know, it starts in a lot of different ways. But all of my staff, including myself, we all come from lived experience. Yeah, we've all some of us have been on the street with different folks. People know us. You know what I mean? We've been around this community. But really, because we three days a week, we're out on the streets. We're handing out food. 
you know, hygiene kits. We're having those conversations. Um, we're really linking people to resources that they wouldn't normally find. Mm-hmm. Right? Cause when you're out there, it's like, you're, you're blind sometimes to all these different things and resources because you're just in the middle of the chaos. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, but just really being consistent. Yeah. You know, I tell folks, I tell, you know, my staff don't over deliver ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because if you do that, that's it. That person right. is not going to trust you, but you show someone better than you can tell them, you know? And so we really practice that in the office and, I'm telling you, everyone on my team is so very passionate. You know, when the pandemic hit, I said, okay, you guys, you know what? We, if you don't want to come in the office and you want to be virtual, that's okay. And I showed up that next day and everybody was here, Vanessa. Everyone said, mm-hmm. we're here. We are dedicated. We cannot let our community down. And I was just like, wow. That's, that's beautiful. Nice. Yeah. See that those are people that are in it to win it. Yep. And, uh, and speaking of that, right. So tying it back to this, uh, this uh this thing and actually we probably should wrap and come back so i'm gonna do a little dun 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 and say we're gonna come right back we're gonna take a break we're gonna come back and talk about this great attrition or great attraction because i think what you just said the fact that you were able in the middle of the pandemic to make provide options and the people still came that talks that says just amazing things about your culture. Um, you know, uh, the, another quote, I don't know why these quotes are, um, are coming into my, um, uh, into my head, but it was Ralph Waldo Emerson said, what you do speak so loudly, I cannot hear what you're saying. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why this is coming up today, but it's coming up, Donna. Our actions, we got to, you know, we got to not talk about it. We got to be about it. And we're going to come right back and hear how Donna's being about it in just a moment. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Miss Donna Hilliard, and she is the executive director of Code Tenderloin. Um, she's also the ED of Tenderloin Walking Tours, uh, the CEO of Copolo, and on various boards. She's doing amazing things in the community to provide 
uh, equity, to provide economic sustainability uh, to people who oftentimes have been uh, struggling with homelessness and returning from incarceration and are just in need of someone to advocate for them, to see them and to uh, love on them, appreciate them right where they are. And I want to talk about the, your team. So so in this article, which, again, I want to shout out Hal Brody for sharing it with me. Very um, interesting. Uh, it's it's talking all about more than 19 million U.S. workers have quit their jobs since April 2021. 19 million workers. So this is why it's the great exodus or the great attrition. And and many employers are asking why, you know, you know, how can I retain my folks? Right. And why are they leaving? And there's a lot of speculation. Um, Actually, I saw this other article that was really interesting um, that talked about um, uh, people going out to fight in wars. And then when they came back after they'd been fighting in these wars, when they came back home, they felt out of place. And some of it is that out of place feeling that we have when we come back to work after we've been away for one and a half, two years is just not the same. But I think, and this and this article does a really good job of explaining here, um, the top three, fa- I'm going to quote it, it says the top three factors employees cited as reasons for quitting was that the number one was that they did not feel valued by their organizations. That was 54% of the people. Their managers or their managers, so their organization or their managers, 52% said that it was because they didn't feel a sense of belonging at work. That's 51%. And most notably, employees who said that they were non-white or multiracial were more likely than their white counterparts to say they had left because they had not belonged at their companies because of the inequities facing them as as a minority group. And I thought, wow, that is very interesting um, that these groups, which are so heavily underrepresented in the IT space to begin with, Mm -hmm. are are leaving because they and I'm not just saying it happening in IT. It's every industry, but they're leaving because they don't feel seen, valued, appreciated. And one company. Uh, one employee in this article talked about um, how employers are trying to resolve that by throwing more money at them or by coming up with a little system. Right. And I thought it was interesting that they said, you know, that feels manipulative and it feels very transactional. Again, it feels like you don't see me as a real person. And so I want to bet, Donna, that you are getting all of your people to get engaged. Why? Because you see them as real, valuable, and important people in your life. Yeah, I tell, you know, I tell my team all the time, like, someone else could take the curriculum we have and try to run the same program, but they yeah. don't have that secret sauce, right? That's yeah. our secret sauce is our people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people's personalities, all of that, when you bring that to the table, it makes something very special. Yeah. Everything that I heard you say that was in that article is all about the culture. It's yeah. all about the culture. Like your culture has to be like, you know, um, Coach Tenloin isn't just a nonprofit. We are an attitude. Right. And so everyone on my team, we carry that. Sometimes it gets us in a little trouble, but that's OK. 
Because that's that's what it is. We are an attitude. We are a family. And so we always like if there's someone going through something, we are all there to support non-judgmental support. Right. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, I have folks who've had to go back to rehab. I've had folks who needed to, you know, we got to help find them housing because something happened. The same love and care that we give to the people who are coming the door to be our participants. It's the same thing for our students. And a lot of us started off as students. You know, I came to Code Tenderloin because I want to learn to code. You know, went through the programs like, oh, wait, I've actually been in this tech space. And let me tell you, we got a lot more we need to talk about. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely company culture. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, you know, folks who come in this door, I have people who are working in different companies and they're just like, I need a way out. Yeah. You know, yeah. It breaks my heart to hear that. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people have been there for years. Yeah, years, you know. Yeah. And I yeah. tell folks, if you, it's not your passion, you know, it doesn't matter how much money they give you. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and, but, you know, the amazing thing is if people were trying to really meet people where they are, there's a way you can align um, uh, someone's personal interest. So for let's say you know how to code, but you don't feel like it's really doing you you don't see the connection between uh giving back or between making an impact in someone's life well what if you partnered with code tenderloin you know what if you partnered with love never failed what if you partner with these different agencies and said um i'm going to allow my employee to spend part of their time giving back with these agencies and teaching people who you know are from non-traditional backgrounds to code and then and that would provide so much more value to that person than throwing money at them which they already have plenty of absolutely yeah absolutely and you know i see it we have over a hundred some volunteers yeah many of them come from the tech space yeah you know that's how we're able to teach all the classes we teach yeah and you know i get the emails all the time where they're just like this has this was that void that was missing in my life yeah. Right? Like, you know, um, I had someone tell me a couple of weeks ago that I thought I was doing something for one of the students. In fact, I got probably more than the student got for me. Right. I, I needed this at this time of life. Right. So, yeah, it's amazing. And, um, you know, volunteerism, you know, especially for nonprofits, like companies really need to need to do more, like give yeah. your employees the opportunity to do more. Yeah. And what 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 ways can people volunteer with your organization, Donna? So you said already they can teach. Uh, Is there like what what coding languages, by the way, are you teaching your students right now? So we're teaching full stack. So front end and back end. Um, We have virtual opportunities. We have in-person opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I also tell folks all the time, like what's so valuable is if you're willing to be a mentor and offer that one on one time. Right. Because sometimes people are intimidated in the classroom setting, right? Because they've never been to school and they want that one off where some, they can just kind of bond with someone and talk about Because a lot of times the hurdle may not be the code, right? Mm-hmm. It's everything else that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and like I said, coding isn't for everybody, right? So we always really, our job is to expose them to all these things. So is it coding? Is it Salesforce administration? Is it product management? You know, um, all these different worlds of careers that they've never been exposed to. Yeah. 
when you, you look at some youth, right, they've been to all these different summer camps and they kind of now they're starting to figure out what they want to do with their life. Where a lot of our folks haven't done that. Yeah. Their time to figure it out, you know? Yes. Yes. So just for our listening audience, it might be saying full stack. Full stack means web development, the front and the back, right? Any kind of browser programming like JavaScript or, uh, you know, J code, a jQuery or Python, if you're in the server arena, like Python, right? ASP, any of those kinds of, uh, 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 you know, programming languages or uh, programming that you might know someone like, oh, yeah, I know someone they do web development. Maybe they could help. Donna and her team out, send them her way. Make sure that they get connected to this work because it's life changing. It's life changing. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about what we're seeing uh, there in the Tenderloin. Specifically, I'd like to talk a little bit about Tenderloin touring. You know, um, what do you see? What's happening? And um, we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Donna Hilliard, who is the executive director of uh, Co Tenderloin, and she is also the executive director of Tenderloin Walking Tours. I wanted to spend a little bit of time because I, you know, I, um, the Tenderloin is near and dear to my heart because every time I go down there, I literally, you know, feel. My heart is broken, really, to see what is going on down there. Um, just not being there every day. You're there every day. I'm, you know, I I grew up in 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 uh, San Francisco, but in uh, the Western Edition in the Mission District. And when uh, you know, again, when I come down there, I'm just like, this is a war zone for me. It's a war zone, right? And uh, and yet, there's beautiful people that are living there in that 31 block. Uh, arena just to give uh, folks. Uh, so I'll give some stats that I have here and I want to hear kind of the reality of what we're seeing, but average age there in that area is 38. There's about 10,000 people that live in the tenderloin. Um, 20% or so are non-citizens, right? Undocumented. And, um, and I would say very high 
a very high unemployment rate of those populations, very high and probably not even represented in these numbers, um, very high homelessness. And um, as we know, the people are, if you go on any given street, you might find someone every five steps that's sitting there on the side. So tell us about how that is. How do you keep yourself well, kind of with your eyes looking upon that and seeing the pain of people? And then, you know, how do you see that being addressed? How can how can we start to resolve some of that? Oh, so, yes. So (laughs) there is, you know, I tell people all the time when you walk through the tenderloin, don't just look at the person that's on the ground that's using. I want you to think about the families who are living 10, 12 people into an SRO, like what, you know, and that's a single resident occupancy without a room. So it's one room with the kitchen and everything all there. Yeah. Piled up against each other. There's a grandmother, the grandfather, the mother, the kids, maybe four or five kids. Right. Think about them. Mm-hmm. Think about what what it is for the youth that's having to come outside their building and step over syringes. You know, see people use drugs, sell drugs, um, fighting. Think about how hard it is for them to think about what their what their next steps in life are going to be. And when they go to school how hard it is for them to focus and study. Mm. And think about the inequalities there, right? You know, um, I tell people all the time, like we have to do better at making sure the youth and the adults here have a fighting chance, right? So there's many times we've connected Wi-Fi, we've gotten Wi-Fi devices, we've given out laptops, right? You can't, you can't survive in this world without those things, Mm-mm. you know? And, you know, it's a case where it's like, the, the whole family sharing one device, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's all these classes in school that the, the youth need to do. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, we really took on this model the last couple of years is that we're going to support the whole household. Yeah. Whoever you consider to be your family, we want to support because it's not always what we think or who we think is the family. Yeah. Right. And yeah. by doing that, we're breaking that vicious cycle where we might get a mom get this mom, this great job opportunity, but her son is suffering from mental health. So guess what happens? She's yeah. got to take off from work. She's stressed out. She can't even focus on her job and give 150%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we know it has to start with that whole household and everyone in it. So maybe that's a senior who actually qualifies for SSI, but never applied. Maybe that's, you know, the uncle who just needs a skill to get a job. Yeah. Get him up and out, you know, all these different scenarios of things. So that I would say has been the biggest thing that we've we've started to do to address all of this, because you just can't address one person. So if we address that person that's outside using getting drunk. What happens? They go back to the household and there's someone else doing the same thing. So their chances of being sober, clean and sober go downhill. Yeah, right? we can get that whole family saying, okay, we're all, we're all in this together. together. We're all going to do this. Like it's, it's amazing. And, um, you know, I have to tell you, like we have whole families in our youth cohort, in our adult cohort working for us. Like, it's just a beautiful thing to see Vanessa, because, um, that is the solution. You know, we talk about all these different things and it's the community working with the people in the community to resolve this. We, you know, 
people are like, we need this, we need the policing, we need this, we need that. Well, I believe it's the community that has to solve this problem. Yeah. Otherwise, it just keeps getting shifted to one block to another block. And right. nothing is nothing is being resolved. I totally it's just agree. let's clean up the mess, make it look good for uh, you know a week. That's yeah, an eyesore, right? So yeah. then let's just move it along. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Well, and the thing about that, though, and just just and I know this has been a, a focus for you. It's not just about saying, well, you know, it's it's a community response. We've got to resource it. Yes. Right. So so agencies such as yourself have to be resourced to do the whole family work. Yep. And you have to be you know, I'm one of the foundations that is supporting us right now. I just love them. Um, they they are. They are, they get it. They're saying things like, um, not every, not all the grant results are founded in the placement rate. Yes. Because I'm not able to tell you the full story about how I had to help this person's grandma and their auntie and that, you know, I had to undergird their household with food and with these and that so that this person could even make it to the, the job interview. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it's it's not it's not simple. It's not simple work that you are you are doing. And so resourcing you as we are focusing, you know, law enforcement and others on things that they do best, which is, you know, fighting crime um, for this. This is really a social, you know, social public health issue, I think. So absolutely. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. Unrestricted funding. Yeah. You know, really like trust the nonprofit and the leadership to really be able, it gives us the opportunity to pivot and put the money where it needs to be put. Right. So right. many times we get these restricted grants. Well, guess what? Some yeah. of these things don't fall in that bucket. No. <laughs> and sometimes you don't even like some of this is so transformative. You don't even know what you're getting into, but yeah. you know you're committed. You're like, I'm, I'm going to help no matter what. And then you realize, you know what this person needs? They need horseback riding lessons. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. What? You try, you're teaching an IT class and you need a horseback riding? Sure do. Yeah. I got to teach this person to learn to trust. And we're going to start it by bonding them with an animal. Well, yeah. that's out of the box. Sure is. <laughs> Don't know what to say about it. It's, it's the way it is, right? That's the way uh, it is. <laughs> and, you know, and, and the, 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 at the end of the day, it's like, was it effective, right? Did, did this person get what they needed? So, so, so thinking of what you need, uh, Donna, what are some things as we're, you know, coming to a close on this segment, what are some things that people could immediately start to support you with? Yeah, well, we're definitely always looking for donations, clothing, um, household items. We have people who are getting their first apartments because they have their job that's been stable now for a while. Um, interview clothes um, and definitely always looking for volunteers. You know, in this work, we can never have enough volunteers. So whether you want to hand out food, whether you just want to help us organize in our office, you want to do data entry or you want to come teach a class or you want to be a mentor. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, we, we have many ways for folks to volunteer and we always have different events going on. So even if you're, if you're a company and you want to do a whole company event, like we, we love that. Right. Um, it's great. I always tell folks exposure is not only to the different careers, but exposure is to all the different people. Right. So when, when you come from a place where 
you don't trust anyone and you feel like the world is against you. When you get that volunteer that really cares, that yeah. opens up a whole nother world, right? Oh, yeah. Like it does. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. I always tell people when they come alongside me, I feel like I got a, like a nice massage. Like I feel so loved and cared yeah. for, you know, it's <laughs> like, oh, I'm not alone in this. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. So uh, give you contact information for Donna, ways that you can support her both voluntarily and also financially. And um, and then uh, talk about some things we got going on at Love Never Fails. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Donna. It's been such a lovely time with you. I appreciate you so much. Um, and so how can people get in touch with you and Code Tenderloin? You can definitely, um, if you want to volunteer or donate, go to our website at www.codetenderloin.org. I'd also like you to join our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter accounts. That way you can see all the different events and different exciting uh Things we have going on, if there's something there that strikes your attention, you can definitely join. Um, and then if you want to reach out to me personally, I always accept calls. I'm available Monday through Sunday. <laughs> and you can call 510-240-2735. I know people think I'm crazy for giving out my telephone number, but it's already on Google. So <laughs> feel <laughs> free to give that. me a call. Um, <laughs> happy to speak with you. Excellent. Excellent. Well, there you have it. And um, I sure hope that you support Code Tenderloin with the amazing work that they're doing. You can also um, connect with Love Never Fails and uh, some of the things that we're doing in Hayward, um, specifically at our Community Engagement Center. We're uh, engaging in a beautification and renovation project there with Sandy. And uh, it would love to have you come by, drop off clothing. Um, by the way, uh, Donna, just as a side note, you know, we have our career closet. So if you guys ever need any uh, career closet, you just let us know. We have a bunch of stuff that people have been so kind to donate there at the uh, we, we house it all at the Hayward Center. Um, but, yeah, if you need business attire or you want to donate business attire, we'd love to receive that from 12 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. Um, and it could be gently or new goods 
as well. Um, we, we have a boutique there for men and for women. And so, um, and then of course our IT, our tech lab and, you know, places where people can do homework and engage with us. So um, if you want to stop by, we're there again from 12 to 5, Monday through Friday. We'd love to see you. Uh, We would also like to just give you a save the date. We are going to be doing a freedom walk that is sponsored by New City Church in Oakland, as well as East Town in uh, Church in Dublin. They are sponsoring it, and it's going to be in Fremont at Fremont High on September 18th at 4 p.m. It's a one-mile walk. The entrance fee is $25. All the um, the uh, the cost uh, will go towards Love Never Fails, and we're hoping for two to three hundred people to come out. It's family friendly. Uh, I'll be sharing a few words there in the courtyard afterwards, and we're going to have some free ice cream um, and a, a bunch of tables and just fun stuff. A little fair afterwards after we do the walk. So plan to come out September eighteenth again, four o'clock, Fremont High for the Freedom Walk with New City Church in Easttown. Um, Also, a few other things to bring to your attention. We are currently uh, hiring for a couple of positions. One is a a 30-hour-a-week position to manage our men's home. So if you or someone you know is interested in getting involved with our men um, that are 18 and up, it's either men and their families or single men, and um, we are in the process of contemplating um, even opening a second men's home. So we need uh, men to come and support this work. And so if you're interested, please reach out to uh, me at Vanessa at loveneverfailsus.com. We also have a women's home opening for Saturdays, Saturdays for eight hours. And um, if you are interested in getting involved in the work, or maybe you are someone who is in school and learning about social work or about, you know, being a a marriage and family therapist, something along those lines. This is a great way to get some experience by working in our homes. And that is, again, for eight hours. I think it's a morning shift from like eight to three p.m. or so. Um, and, um, and so please reach out to me again, Vanessa at love, never fails us.com. I'll get you in touch with the hiring manager. Um, well, that is what I have for today. Again, I want to encourage you to follow us on all of our social media outlets and our website. Our website is love, never fails us.com. Our Facebook page is love, never fails fan page, Twitter, love, never fails five Instagram, love, never fails us. Getting ready to create a TikTok channel. Yes, yes, yes. And, and we want y'all to join us and dance because we're free, because we we are awesome, because we're empowered. And uh, maybe get on there and do some TikTok dances with us. I don't know. We'll figure something out. It'll be fun. It's always going to be fun, Donna. It's always yeah, gonna be fun. it sounds fun. Actually, I, I'm going to be at that walk. That sounds great. Yeah, maybe we could do our TikTok dance there. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> that would be really fun. Well, hey, if you want to join us in this dance and this fight for freedom, uh, fight to give people a better life. Um, please reach out. We're always uh, we're always in need of volunteers. We're always in need of support. Uh, thank you all for your prayers. And of course, if you haven't heard it before, or if you need to hear it again, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thank you. 
Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.